Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Uh, it's just you and your spouse. You walk in, everything is roses, you get a nice kiss, all is right in the world. And in fact, you never even Come argue. John, what you're are just... we, stuck in some Hallmark movie? What well, is going on with you? kind of a commercial for something like that, maybe. You're, you are interrupting, though. Could I just point out? Could Gag. you just stay on your side of the table, <laughs> and then I'll get on my side of the table, and you do your thing. And you are moody today. I am. Wow. Uh, did I make a point here at all? Uh, this is John Fuller, joined by Greg Smalley, reluctant joined by Greg Smalley, and we need to admit that conflict is part of a marriage. I, I would say we didn't fight real—I mean, we're not really fighting. Can we just clear the air on that? I mean, okay. I stand by what just I said. Just trying to make a point. So conflict happens in every marriage. I mean, for us, it was, I think, the fourth day of marriage. <laughs> Hey, you had three good days. We were in the Ozarks. We stopped at this little pottery shop. Dina wanted to buy a bunch of stuff. I said, why? You want to be a missionary. We don't need a bunch of stuff. And we drove off, and I thought we had saved some money. Whoopsies. <laughs> it was a cold ride the rest yeah, of the day. You brought in money. Yeah, why? just four days is all it took. So here's a conversation that Jim Daly had with Ron and Deb DeArmond, and uh, they had some significant conflict in their marriage. Let's go ahead and hear about practical rules to deal well with that. Let me pick up the conversation there. You have some rules for engagement, and uh, maybe we can put a little bit of context to this, especially if you have kids in the home, uh, how important this is. But what are the rules? Well, we really worked very hard not to argue in front of the kids. We needed privacy for that, and we also understood that small kids don't understand so much the context. They just understand that there's something going on with mom. And now dad. you said you tried very hard. Did yeah. occasionally it break out? And oh, how did you sure. guys? We lived in a three-bedroom house, and there was air right. conditioning vents. And so they, you they weren't perfect it. in that regard, oh, but you tried yeah. hard not yeah. to do that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I just want to qualify yeah. that. And given that, we always went out after that to bring them together and say, "Hey, uh, we know you heard this. You, we know uh, that you know what we're arguing about, and we just want to tell you we're okay, and we're okay vertically. We're we're okay with daddy." And I just want to ask you to forgive us for causing uh, conflict. Yeah, conflict and not having a peaceful environment mm. in the house. Okay, so. so that kind of that models really well for the children how to deal with some conflict that they might be hearing between yes. the parents. What's next? Um, no one's allowed to get in the car and drive off. It's not safe for anybody, not for the driver. In the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment. moment. So you got to stay on the property. Did you you erect (laughs) that boundary because there was a tendency to lean that direction? You just felt like we shouldn't do this. It was just a never rule. We didn't, uh, back to the kids, we didn't want them to believe that the way to end a conflict with someone you care about is to get in the car and and go away or leave. But then the rule that accompanies it is if somebody needs a timeout, 15 minutes, 20 minutes tomorrow morning, some space to think about this and kind of bring myself back into Mm -hmm. a reasonable place. If I ask for it or he does, it's granted without condition. Because that allows us to be more purposeful and intentional in what we're doing. Right. Another rule that I read is no name calling. Now, I've not, I don't know, you don't say, hey, you Yankee doodle dandy. No. I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> it means that. I don't think I've ever done name calling. Well, sometimes so behavior, behavior allows you to label somebody. Like you're impatient. Or okay, so that would be name calling. That would be yeah. name calling. That's I'm assigning you something that's not a godly attribute, and you're doing it in this moment. But that's not who you are. 
okay. overall. Okay, so the name calling, another I read in there is nothing physical, obviously. Absolutely. And, you know, we always want to qualify that. Mm-hmm. If you're in an in- environment or a relationship where it's physical abuse, you got to get free of that, get help, get counseling, call us. There's even a right. hotline, national hotline, for people to mm-hmm. get out of an so abusive good. situation. So that disclaimer is always there and present. Here's one that's really critical. The no dragging up the past. Oh my goodness. I mean, I think that's all of hard. us as human beings do that. Both parents between each other as as a married couple and then the kids will jump in at times. It's, Dad, you remember when you said yeah. to me, you never ate yeah. ice cream? I've seen you eat ice cream since. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the always in the nevers that always get us in trouble. You always right. do this and you never do that. Yeah. It's not easy in the heat of a moment to not connect it to others that begin to roll across your memory. But you got to stay in the moment. That one's over. Could we just deal with what's happening now? If we want to talk about patterns, we do that after resolution and the current dust-up is done. That's good. Now, we're really getting into the practical help. So that's the rules of engagement, the rules of fighting, and I love that. And, uh, again, people can get a copy of this, and maybe we can post some of these There's one more. Can I add Yeah, got to give them all. We we didn't use the D word. We didn't throw the divorce word around. Yeah. Because the minute it gives you give that life, it becomes mm-hmm. a possibility. Correct. That's Something good, that's never been considered, and all of a sudden, wow, where did that come good from? Good reminder. So we didn't do it. Those are some really good ideas for dealing with conflict in a healthy way. And if I could be transparent, we've had some circumstances these past months, and um, it's been a hard season right now. So our way of dealing with conflict is often to just overlook it. And there are, Greg, I cannot tell you how many times we have gone to bed with a conflict unresolved, and the next day we get up and we don't talk about it because there's no easy way to get back into that, and we're on to the next thing. Now, I'm telling you this because I think you know some of those circumstances, and I'm not giving myself a pass, but there are some better ways to deal with it. Talk to me. Tell me what I can do right now in this really a hectic pace, this blistering pace of a life, and we're having a conflict, what's the best thing to do if I can't just summon up the emotion right now to deal with it? Well, I think we all can relate to what you and Dina go through because we all experience conflict. I woke up the other morning after, as Aaron and I were laying in bed, got talking about something, stirred up, buttons got pushed, started reacting to each other. So we go to bed pretty upset with each other. I woke up and there were like five pillows stacked between us, like suddenly a wall. She built a wall. Yeah, it (laughs) appeared out of nowhere. And so I asked her in the morning, I'm like, are you mad at me? Why would you think that? <laughs> There's a huge number of pillows between us. Oh, I'm not happy with you. Oh, okay. For Dina, it would have been, I woke up early and I was started to make the bed, but you were still in it. <laughs> <laughs> we all go through this. Yeah. It, it's going to happen. I think the best thing that I've learned is it's tempting to try to talk to Aaron to work out the relationship part of this first. So obviously if we're in conflict, something's going on in the relationship. She's mad at me about something or hurt by something or I'm frustrated with her, whatever it is. I think as couples, we naturally want to reconnect and deal with the issue. And it is that is such bad advice. It just doesn't work. I mean, when I'm shut down, mad, frustrated, hurt by Aaron. I mean, I'm not in a position to really listen to her, to be patient with her, to give her grace. I mean, all those things. 
which is why I've learned the key is I have to deal with me first. Right out of Matthew 7, 2 through 5, it talks about, well, you hypocrite. You know, this passage, yes. why do you look at the dust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the log? Well, it gives an order. First, get the log out of your own eye. Now, I've tried to rewrite that so many times saying, first, get the dust out of your brother's eye. Get the dust <laughs> out of your spouse's eye. Yes. Because it's so much easier to see what she's doing that I don't like, that's not working for me, whatever. I mean, I, I when she's reacting, that I see all that. Yeah. I fail to notice what I'm doing. And, and that's why Jesus's advice there is, okay, you hypocrite, would you deal with you first? Okay. So overlay that, though, with that scriptural admonition that Paul wrote about don't let the sun go down on your anger. So it sounds, and you, you made reference to it a moment ago, you know, you go to bed mad and it's unresolved. Is that kind of breaking a principle in scripture? Well, I think people have taken that verse to mean that you have to stay up even all night if you need to, to work out your issues. The verse says, don't let the sun go down in your, your, your anger. Oh, it didn't say anything wow. about the issues in the marriage. When you're angry, your heart is closed. It's saying you need to deal with you. You need to get your heart back open because otherwise Satan will mess with you. When I'm shut down, when I'm closed, that's when Satan attacks yeah. me. So it has nothing to do with the marriage. And I misapplied that often. We in, think it's really a, a wonderful, lofty goal. But you, what you just said is, I, I don't know if I've ever heard that before. Well, finally. Yeah. All these years of doing these podcasts. <laughs> so, so finally, maybe I've Paul said was, you know, if we were going to kind of take the Eugene Peterson approach, <laughs> you know, John's message would be don't go to bed mad. Right. You don't go to bed. And it's this, in the Greek, it's the you, singular, not right. the y'all. Deal with you first. Yeah. Get the log out of your own eye. Get your heart back open. So I poorly did this the other night when Aaron and I were in conflict. Yeah. I, I didn't deal with me. I went to bed mad. So that that's on me. And she did too. And she did as just, well. Just for the record, I'm, yeah. based on your account. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> hopefully she won't listen to this. But the point is that if if I take some time and and go before the Lord and deal with my own closed heart, deal with my stuff, pray, ask God inside, what? How do you want me to show up right now? This is your daughter, yeah. <laughs> my wife. That's your daughter. You made her. Help me understand what what am I missing here? See, that's that's how you get yourself open and ready to then have a good conversation with your spouse. Yeah. Well, the DeArmonds have an amazing book. It's called Don't Go to Bed Angry. It unpacks a little bit of what we talked about here and dives into more practical advice. Uh, that's online. We'll link to it in the show notes. And don't forget our free marriage assessment, which takes only a few minutes to complete. And it gives you some results, some, some, and it'll give you the results right away. It uh, will allow you to see your strengths and maybe some opportunities for growth. You'll find details about those two resources and other great help for your marriage, regardless of where you're at. Maybe you're a newlywed, maybe uh, you've been married for 50 years, and you need a tune-up. All sorts of great opportunities on our website and a chance for you to donate and join our support team as well, which is crucial as we continue making podcasts and resources available. All of the details in the show notes for this episode. Well, next time we'll hear from Dr. David Clark, who will explain some ways that you can save your marriage from divorce. On behalf of Greg Smalley and the team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 